All right. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hears my what? Come on, say it out loud. My what? Voice. Say voice. And oh, I'm hearing the left side. Can I hear the right side over here? Say voice. Thank you. All right. And open the door. I will come into him, fellowship with him, and he with me. All right. We're talking about this series called The Momentum. Say with me, The Momentum. By the way, I got some really good news. I want the church to know that last week I taught the church on revelation bringing breakthrough. And this week was a tremendous week of breakthrough for supernatural culture. There was a lot of things that God did. Number one, I want you guys to know the good news is we were in phase two here in construction-wise. We were, we were still paying things uh, for the phase two of the construction of the church. And the good news is, is that we have already finished, resolved, and concluded with all the payments for construction. And we just want to give God all the glory for that breakthrough. Can you say amen? Amen. Number two, as well, we want you guys to know that um, this week there was a ministry, a friend of ours, that sent us a love offering that went for Pro Temple. So that was a significant blessing. That was another breakthrough. And number three, we yesterday had a general contractor come and check out our building and basically told us where we were at in terms of the next phase three for supernatural culture, and we got nothing but good news. Amen. Can we give a hand to Jesus? Look at your name and say, good news. All right. So, I want you guys to see here the momentum. Hearing, the subtitle today is Hearing the Voice of God. How many of you already have some good reports from the last week's teaching or from this teaching of the momentum. Anybody got some good reports, testimonies? I want you to be ready to share when you have testimonies. God here teaches us, Jesus said, behold, I stand at the door, and I'm what? Knocking. If any man hears my voice. What happens when you hear the voice of the Lord? It says that the door would open. Now, what door is that? We know that that door speaks of entrance to a supernatural realm, to an eternal realm. And I talked to you guys last week about that door being Jesus, the gateway. Go to Revelations chapter 4. In Revelations chapter 4, the Bible continues. It goes, it ends in chapter 3, talking about if you hear my voice, I'm going to open the door and we're going to connect. We're going to have fellowship. We're going to have intimacy. But now in chapter 4, it continues. After this, after what? After I heard the voice. After he heard the what? Voice. I behold a door was open in heaven. That's pretty cool. And the first voice which I heard was like the sound of a trumpet which said what? Come up and I will show you things here. So I was teaching you guys last week that whenever we have revelation or we have a fresh encounter with the voice of God, one of the first things that happens is, is the voice of God opens the door to access the supernatural. 
It opens the door to access the realm where God lives, where everything is possible, where provision is, where, 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 where wisdom and, and guidance and, and direction is. So here the Bible says, number one, I'm going to open the door. Number two, when you hear my voice, he says, I was lifted up. The Bible says he said, come up. And the Bible says he was lifted up. And immediately in the spirit. This is the Apostle John. So what's cool is, is that when you hear the voice, you access the spirit realm or the realm where God lives. And number two, it elevates you to now begin to hear from the perspective of God. Now you're no longer hearing from your problem from your struggle, from your sickness, from the doctor's report. Now you are seeing, hearing, and sensing exactly what God sees for your life. Now, here's something really cool. Let's look at some principles about the voice of God. So, first of all, number one, we see in verse 1 of Revelation chapter 4, the voice of God, write this down, these are some principles, the voice of God elevates you to hear from God's perspective. That's exactly what I just finished seeing from that scripture. It says, come up. Everybody say, come up. So that's a very powerful thing. Number two, look at verse two. And immediately I was in the what? The spirit in the realm where God lives. And behold, the throne was in heaven and one sat upon the throne. So the second principle is the voice of God activates you into God's realm. Write that down. The voice of God activates you into God's realm. Many times I will be in prayer or the voice of the Lord will come to me and it's like something just expands. I feel like I enter a room. I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm transitioned into another place. I'm like I'm in a zone is another word that I can call it. Like when you hear the voice of the Lord, it's like all of a sudden creativity, peace comes, knowing comes, comfort comes. It's a, Something you're like, wow, I never thought of that. Man, that's God. How many has ever happened to you before? It's just thought, you think it's you. Well, that's God. And that brings breakthrough. Look at verse 3. And he said, and he that sat to him, he who sat was to look like a jasper and a sardine stone. And there was a rainbow. What was there? Rainbow. So this is really cool because anytime you see rainbow in the Bible, what's the first thing you think about? Huh? Covenant, all right, because the covenant was established with Noah, right? God gave the, when he gave the rainbow, he told Noah, now I make my covenant with you. So write this down. The voice of God is activated to people who are in covenant with God. That's very good right there. And, and to further make my point, look at Psalms 25, 14. In Psalms 25, 14, it says, the secret of the Lord is with them that fear him, and he will show them his covenant. So God reveals himself to people who are in covenant. What does that mean to be in covenant? To be in covenant means that, number one, I have a surrendered life, and whatever you surrender, you can then have an exchange with God. Let me repeat that. Whatever you surrender you can then have an exchange from God. The cross is the place of exchange. What does that mean? At the cross, I give him my sins, he gives me forgiveness. It's the exchange. See, if you look at the cross, the cross, if you were to flip it forward, looks like a key. 
imagine a door where you put it. One day I was in prayer, and as I was praying, the Holy Spirit revealed to me this huge cross, gigantic cross. And I saw this huge door. And it, it, it was, it's so powerful because it reminds me of Revelation chapter 4. And all of a sudden, the key turned in, the, the cross turned into the key <clears throat> that went into the door. It unlocked the door and it opened and it gave me entrance into this realm. And when I have this vision, the Holy Spirit tells me, Jesus is the door and that cross represents the Holy Spirit who gives you access to enter the realm of God. Come on, give God some glory for that. So, so the cross is the pathway to get us to a place where we open up and can have an exchange. The cross is the place of exchange. Say that with me. The cross is the place of exchange. So I bring God my sickness, and guess what's going to happen? Through the cross, he gives me what? Healing. I give, bring God my financial struggle. Through the cross, he releases prosperity. So whatever I surrender, I have power to overcome. Write this down. So the voice of God is activated to people who love holiness. Look at verse 4. And round about the throne there were 24 seats. And upon the seat I saw 24 elders sitting clothed in what? White raiment or white clothing with crowns of gold. Everybody say holiness. Now I can give you a few scriptures on that. The Bible says, without holiness no man shall what? See the Lord. Matthew chapter 5 verse 8 says, the pure in heart shall see God. The Bible says in the book of Acts that there, were, there, were, uh, there was a man who had virgin girls. And he said his, his daughters prophesied. And it emphasizes they were virgin girls. So what does that tell us? It speaks of purity. It speaks of holiness. You know when Isaiah the prophet, the Bible says in Isaiah chapter 6, it says in the year that King Uzziah died, it says, I, I, I saw the Lord, I saw the king high and lifted up. And it said, I beheld the king. And he said, woe am I, for I'm a man of unclean lips. In the moment he encountered the king, his filth was exposed. The first thing the angel did was grab these tongs of fire and put it on their lips to purify his heart, his mouth, his mind. And the voice of the Lord came. So whenever God, whenever you want to hear the voice of God, make sure, Lord, is there a contamination in my perception? Is there a cloud that's not allowing me to hear? And what produces that cloud? Stress? Overloading on work? Uh, fear? Doubt? Worry? All these things begin to accumulate and now you can no longer, you have, let me, let me describe it in, 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 in layman terms. You don't have clarity to think. Has that ever happened to anybody? You're like, man, I just, and oftentimes when you don't have clarity, you get headaches. Um, you feel drained. You, you, you just, you're just in the flesh. You're in the natural. 
But watch this. Here's the good news. As soon as the voice of God comes, it elevates your vision. It elevates your perspective. It elevates. See, all of a sudden, you saw this huge mountain and God says, just follow my voice. Follow my voice. I'm going to lead you through the path of breakthrough. I'm going to lead you through. See, you know, just recently, we didn't know what decision to do with certain things as supernatural culture. But the Holy Spirit was bringing light and direction. And the voice of the Lord came and brought peace to our eldership team. And guess what happened? We got the breakthrough. But God is going to, write this down. God is going to speak to you unusual instructions in these days of your life to give you unusual breakthroughs. Unusual instructions. What, what, let, let me give you an Can I give you an example? Can I give you an example? All right. Jesus' disciples come to him and say, hey, Jesus, we got to pay taxes. What do you think Jesus did? Maybe he went up to, you know, his wallet, say, all right. Actually, you know that Judas was his treasurer, right? Judas ended up, that's why you got to be careful that you guard your heart, that you never, because Judas had an issue with money. Judas had a problem with money. How do you know? Because when Jesus was sitting down one day, a woman came to wash his feet and as she was washing his feet, he said, we could have given that money to the poor. And he was the one that turned in Jesus for 30 silver, 30 uh, coins of silver. So he had an issue with money. And now, here's Jesus. He's got to pay taxes. And look at Jesus' response. He said, all right, go to that, that, that lake. And the first fish you find, you're going to find a coin inside and go pay the taxes. Do you think that's an unusual way of provision? God, see, there are things that are going to happen in your life that are not going to happen the usual way or the normal way or the casual way. God has a supernatural, unusual, unexpected, different kind of way to bless you. I got a prophetic word for you today. Stop looking for the usual way how God's going to provide for you. It's not all going to come through a check. It's not all going to come through your job. It's not all going to come through your business. All of a sudden, the Holy Spirit has, well, I just heard it. The Holy Spirit has a million ways to get provision to you. He has thousands of ways to provide of you. Stop depending on that one pill, that one check, that one family member. God is gonna, God has a million ways to provide. He has a cattle on a thousand hills. Are you hearing me? He's got thousands of ways to provide, but you gotta follow the voice. Can you say amen? If you're stuck, you need to say, Holy Spirit, give me the weight of my provision. Write this down every miracle has an instruction. Somebody say, woo! Every miracle has an instruction. Pastor, they prayed for me and I didn't get healed. There must be another instruction. No, 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 no. You guys are not here right now. Pastor, but I've been, I've been prayed for and nothing has changed. Maybe the instruction is not on the decree. Maybe the instruction is on your obedience. Maybe, see, see, there are people that don't get healed, not because there wasn't an anointing for bring it to pass, but if the person still has an area of unforgiveness, an area where God has spoken them to change their diet. See, God's not going to heal a poor diet. 
God's going to heal someone that's not just going to be healed, but it's going to have the heart to change the habit that brought the sickness in the first place. Sometimes there's a generational curse that's been going in your blood lineage and see the healing removes the leaf, but you got to find the instruction to uproot the root. Come on, are you guys hearing me? Tell me something up in here. Say instructions. What is the instructions to see your business explode? What are the instructions? Don't, let me, give me, give me give advice now. Don't go now by what everybody's doing. You see the movement and you see post and you see all these things and this excitement. No, what are God instructions for you? Because if you don't follow God's instructions for you, you're going to end up drained and exhausted and empty and frustrated. And the Bible says the blessing of the Lord does not add sorrow. When God blesses you, you'll work hard, you'll grind, but you'll enjoy God and you'll enjoy the presence. you enjoy your family. you enjoy your church. Can I hear an amen? So it's very important. Say, follow the voice. It's very important that you incline to hear God. God, what are you saying about this situation. God, what are you saying? What are your instructions? See, there are a million ways God can heal cancer. He can do it supernaturally. He can do it through medicine. He can do it through natural remedies. Sometimes he do it just through forgiving, through deliverance, through inner healing. Can you say amen? Look at this one, verse 5. The voice of God comes out of a place of fire. It says, and out of the throne, lightnings and thunders proceeded and voices and the seven lamps of fire were burning before the throne. Everybody say fire. Write this down. If you want to hear his voice, live from a place of sacrifice. Let me say it again. If you want to hear his voice, live in a place of sacrifice. Live in a place where you're willing to go extra. Extra. That's a good one. Go extra. Go extra in your serving. Go extra in your giving. Go extra in your love. Go extra in your forgiveness. Everybody say extra. There's a saying now that young people say, oh, stop, stop being, don't, don't be so extra. Stop being extra with it. But in the kingdom, God likes extra. <laughs> extra, extra, read all about it. Let everybody see extra all over your life. Extra in your family. Extra. Why you think your pastor's extra? I got extra passion and extra hunger and extra love. Pastor, some people say, Pastor, why are you so competitive? I say, I ain't competitive. I'm extra. I just have a passion to give my all to God. I have a passion to lay it all down. Somebody shout extra. God wants, see, what does the Bible say? It says, if your enemy does this to you, go and walk the extra mile. He says, go to, go. If the enemy tells you to walk one mile, Jesus said, walk the extra mile. What is that? Sacrifice. Jesus said, hey, uh, how many times do I got to forgive? He says, 70 times. That's extra. <laughs> For, he said, if, 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 if your enemy hurts you 499 times, 90 times a day, you forgive him. That's extra forgiveness. God's an extra God. He's an extraordinary God. He's an extravagant God. Are you hearing me? Extra, extra. Say woo. 
I'm liking y'all. Y'all are flowing. Everybody say flow. My God. The voice comes out of sacrifice. God loves sacrifice. You don't need sacrifice for your salvation. Jesus did that. But now you need sacrifice to release the power of God on earth. He said, you want to follow me? Pick up your, deny your, and follow. There you go. Follow his footsteps. What are his footsteps? He had no place to lay his head. He had no comfort zone. What are his footsteps? <laughs> he was willing to die for you to live. That's extra. Number five. Look at this. Number six. I don't know what number I'm at. The voice of God. I like this one. Whoo, everybody say whoo. The voice of God is activated to people who are transparent. Ooh, I really like that. Say with me. God, don't like fake people. I think, I think we got to say that one again. Let it drop. Like, you know that Dropbox? Dropbox.com. <laughs> That's a promotion right there. Dropbox can come if you want to sponsor Supernatural Culture. The voice of God is activated to people who are what? Transparent. Look at what it says. And before the throne, there was a sea of what? Glass. Crystal. When we go to heaven, you're going to walk upon a sea of glass. We're going to walk on streets of gold. And if you want to walk on the waters... You're going to, as a matter of fact, there's a man named Jesse Duplantis who went to heaven and came back. And he says that when you look at this sea of glass, you can see crystal clear all the way to the bottom. And from the top, you feel like you're in the bottom. That's how crystal clear. I, my, one of my friends used to tell me, yo, he's like, he's like yo, he's this ghetto evangelist from the hood. He's like, yo, be real crystal clear. <laughs> he would always tell me, it's like 6'6", dude, you know, ex-boxing champ. And he's a crazy radical evangelist. He's like, yo, 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 Andy, how you doing? Yo, be real, crystal clear. I'll be like, yo, are you doing good? He's like, is money green? <laughs> Everybody say, be real, crystal clear. God loves transparency. Transparency activates faith. And faith activates the voice of God. The Bible says we all beheld him as in a mirror. As in a glass. One day God told me, the more real you are with me, the more real I'll become to you. It's as simple as that. We think we're hiding things from God. Oh, God don't know these thoughts. God don't know my intentions. Nobody knows what I'm doing. You, you, you buffoon. Don't you realize that the one that you need to care about's opinion is the one that knows every single thought going through your heart and mind? Are you hearing me? Stop hiding from man and be real with God. Because if you're real with God, there's no shame with man. The first thing that man did when he sinned was cover himself. He became shameful. And the Bible says he hid from the voice of the Lord. He hid from the sound of the Lord. Wow. Write that down. Fear deactivates the voice. Or let me write it another way. Fear decreases the volume of the voice in your ears. Woo, Jesus. Write that down. Fear decreases the volume of the voice in your ear. It's not that God is not speaking. He's still speaking. You're just hearing him a lot lower. Watch this. Come over here. All right. I want you to tell me, tell me right now, um, um, son, go right. Son, go right. All right. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? All right, say it again. Say it again. Say it again. Huh? 
See, did his volume change? No, but fear separated you from him. His position didn't change. His volume didn't change. Your position changed. Can you say amen? So transparency, your pastor, but I slipped up. Okay, slip up, but slip back. <laughs> don't slide back, slide forward. You ever heard the expression, don't fall back, fall forward. What does that mean? You slip up, you make a mistake, repent quickly and run to the blood. Don't play with sin now. Don't make it a license. I'm going to sin and repent quickly. No, because eventually God's going to be like, I'm taking my hand of protection off. You're on your own. You don't play with. You see, there's Christians, thank you. There's Christians that think, I can just play with sin. I can do whatever I want. It's all good. I'm just going to repent. God's going to forgive me. You have no clue what you're doing. Are you hearing me? I want to make sure everybody's listening to me right now. Let me stop right there for a moment. I want to make this clear. Because there's a Christianity going on nowadays where people call themselves Christians and they go clubbing. They, they go drinking and smoking and partying. And I'm like, what's the difference? Like, what's the difference? If, if it's okay to do all of this, then, are you, then what's the difference between the person who doesn't come to church? Are you hearing me? Does that mean we judge people? No, we love them. But let's make things clear. In a generation, please hear me, young people. In a generation full of millennials and Generation Z, it's becoming more and more easy to look like darkness and call it light. You, listen, there's a difference between being light and darkness. I'm not talking about being religious. Let me give you an example. Let's say you have, a, you have your fashion company. You're going to be in some, some industries where there's some darkness. As long as you're going in there to be a light and not become darkness, you're in the will of God. But if now you are becoming like darkness, what does that mean? That means they're conforming to you. You can learn things from them because creativity comes from God as long as it doesn't compromise your principles. But in the moment it compromises your principles, now you're coming out of light into darkness. That's why, that's why the three young men, when they came before Nebuchadnezzar, he said, hey, you see this, this idol here? Bow down and worship me. And the, and the three young men said, you want to know what? I'm not going to break my principles. I'm, from, I'm a Hebrew. I come from Israel. And even though I'm a captive slave under here, I prefer to die before I compromise my principles. And he said, he said bow down. He said, we will not bow down. He says, if we got to die in the fire, we'll die. But even then, God is able to deliver us from the fire. We need a generation that's not afraid of the pharaohs of this generation, of the influence of society, of the influence of modern day world. Don't let nobody pressure you to do anything. Can you say amen? Say with me, I will not bow down to idolatry. So learn, yes. Learn. There's a whole bunch of, um, let me tell you something that's a very sad, it's a sad truth, but it's a truth. There's a lot of things that are of God in this world that's not in the church, but the world has it. You know why? Because some church folks are too religious to open their mind to the creativity of God now. And God's got to find somebody on the earth that's open. God is there. The Bible says that wisdom cries out in the streets. You, you can learn, you can hear the voice of God from a poor man. You can hear the voice, you hear the voice of God from a child. 
You can hear the voice of God from a waitress that doesn't even know Jesus. Why? Because God's voice is on the earth looking for a donkey willing to hear and release it. So don't be like, oh, I'm this holier than thou and you're over there. No, we're all God's creation. But when you receive Jesus, you become God's children. Don't buy this concept where you hear these celebrities say, oh, we're all children of God. That's not what the Bible says. The Bible says we're all, we're all creation of God. But we must repent and enter through Jesus Christ. That is what entitles us to be children of God, is when we receive his son for our lives. And then number two, there's a second layer. Oh, yeah, I'm a Christian. I love Jesus. But remember I taught you guys one day, there's a difference between believing in Jesus and believing like Jesus. There are people who believe in Jesus but don't think and live like Jesus. And, th and, and there's a big difference. So you got unbelievers. Then you got believers who believe in Jesus but still do their own thing. Then you got believers who love Jesus and are trying to live right and make mistakes like everybody else. Do you see the difference? So make sure. What, cate you need a, what category are you in right now? Are you an unbeliever? No, because you're in the house of God. Are you a believer but you're not believing like Jesus, thinking like Jesus, walking. Okay, what would Jesus be doing in this setting right now? What would Jesus be doing in this atmosphere? Would he be cursing with these folks? Would, would he be, he, oh, uh, let me be with some sinners. Let me just act like them so they can like me. I don't need to act like you. If you don't accept me for who I, peace, deuces. I'm not going to hide who I am. To appease to you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? We need some people that have strong convictions. Yes, I believe in waiting before marriage. I, I, think, I think there's a song on, out there that's called Put a, Put a, Put a. Yeah. I'm telling you, sometimes the world will preach it before the church will. You need to tell that boyfriend, Put a. Y'all getting quiet now on me. That's good stuff now. You want your preacher to speak truth or you want, to, you want me to sugarcoat it? Speak what? Truth. And the truth, but it hurts. The truth hurts, but that's good. If it hurts, it's going to set you free. See, you don't want to go to a church where everything you feel so good and everything you do is right and you're never going to go to hell. You can just do whatever the heck you want. And you're always going to be right. And you're saved forever and ever and ever. No, sin will destroy your life. Play with sin and the devil will flip you up and turn you into a pretzel. Don't play with it. Say with me, don't play with it. I don't know why Holy Ghost has me talking. The Lord just stopped me and is like drilling this in with love. All right. He's not trying to judge us. He's trying to love us. He's trying to teach us. You can still be a great influence in this world and live right for Jesus. There are still people that are shining a light. When I think of people like Tim Tebow, you know, that for years represented God, doing things the right way. And there's so many others, celebrities. So learn to distinguish. All right, this is a celebrity. Let, let me help some of you guys as well because some of you really like that music. And let me just help some of you out here. Learn to dif differentiate when there's somebody that has a gift. Wow, I can respect their flow. I can respect their sound. But if these things that are going against your principles, it, it's got to grieve your spirit. 
there's got to be a line. Like, I understand, whoa, yo, yo, this, 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 this beat is, is dope. Man, this guy's gifted to, to, you know, for hip-hop or for music or for singing. I get that. That's cool. I, you can respect the gift. But if there's things that you're listening that it's just filling. See, if you're listening to a bunch of cursing and say, why do you wonder why it's coming out of your mouth? Do you understand what I'm saying? All right, you guys are getting quiet on me. Am I, am, I, am, I, am, I, am I okay? Am I okay here? Do I say it? All right. So I just want to be real with you guys. I don't want you to be religious, but I also want you to have the fear of God and say, look at me. Everybody look at me. Say, I have a filter. When you hear something, check your filter. If, if this filter is telling you, mm, no, I feel uncomfortable, obey that. Don't listen to it because all your friends want to listen to it. Yo, look at this thing. It's dope. Woo-hoo-hoo. Look at this star. It's dope. <laughs> no, wait a minute. Stop getting so emotional and listen to your gut, your spirit. There's an umpire in here that says, safe out. You're around some friends. See, the voice of God speaks in so many ways. The voice of God can speak through the word. The voice of God can speak through this preaching. The voice of God can speak. You know one of the best ways to hear God? When you first wake up in the morning. You know why? Because your mind has been at rest. And your reason has been put to rest. And it's easier to hear with clarity. Oftentimes you wake up and you take a shower and just thoughts and creativities. And, and usually the voice of God is the first thought, not the second one. Why? The second one is usually you doubting the first one. The second one is usually the enemy trying to counter what the Holy Spirit has been speaking to you. Come on, guys. Can you say amen? You guys are pumping me up over here. We doing good? We doing good? Are you learning something? So when you're around friends, I don't care how hip, cool, fashion. I don't care how much money they got. I don't care how much game they got. I don't care how many popular. I don't care. I don't care. In here, there's an umpire. There's a gut feeling that tells you something ain't right. I shouldn't be here. And let me tell you something. When you obey this, even when you don't understand this, this may be telling you, woo this is a great opportunity. Woo-hoo, I'm so excited, oh God. This may be telling you this, but in here, you're like, something doesn't sit right. I guarantee you take it to the bank. Every time you disobey this, to follow this, you're going to end up failing. It will happen 100% of the time. You will be like, nah, nah, this person, you'll be like, this person is, he'll never betray me. They'll never do me wrong. They're so nice. They're so cuddly and lovable. They're just so cute. They'll never break my heart. But inside, you're having a warning. Something's not right. Something just doesn't add up. Stop following this because reason operates by five senses. Your spirit operates by the sixth sense. See, what? Shout glory! What are the five cents? What I, what I, what I, what I taste, what I, what I feel, touch, feel. Watch this. But your sixth sense is the sense of faith. 
It's your spirit sense. What is your, why did God give you faith? To surpass what you see, hear. Faith is that sixth sense that allows you to see what you can't see. It allows you to hear what you can't, to feel what you can't. That sixth sense will tell you, mm, this person is cheating on you. This business partner, oh, it's going to end up wrong. There's a red flag here. Listen to me. I don't care how good it looks, sounds, everything that shines is not gold. Here, you've seen jewelry, right? How you know it's not gold? Because next thing you know, you're going to see some green marks coming out. And the Holy Spirit's trying to prepare you to say, follow my voice. Let me tell you how God's voice works. God's voice works also with peace. The Bible says, follow the peace. Why? Because God lives in peace. You know what peace means? Nothing broken, nothing separated. When you're at peace with God, see, when you repent of your sins, what's the first thing that comes in your heart? Peace. You know what peace means? We're not separated. Nothing is broken. We're good. When there's peace, when the voice of God, you'll feel peace and you'll be like, hmm. I feel good about that. Let's go for that. Follow the voice. Career decisions, marriage decisions, business decisions. Follow the voice. Follow. I feel the Holy Spirit. The voice. There's a Holy Ghost wave coming in this place. You're in a house that gives you fresh bread. Holy Spirit bread to build your life. See, 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 the apostolic anointing builds, it edifies, it challenges you, it activates you. An apostolic and prophetic anointing is different than just a teaching apostolic anointing. Just lift up your hands for a moment. I didn't get to finish. I'm going to have to do the Momentum Part 5 next week. Are you guys enjoying this series? My God, lift up your hands. Those of you that are watching through the internet, you're watching the Momentum Part 4, the voice of God. Those of you that are listening through podcasts, we pray that you've been blessed. And I just pray right now an activation for your ears to hear the voice of the Lord. Be activated in all of your spiritual senses. And may the voice of Jesus become more clear to you than ever before. In Jesus' name, I'll see you next week.